You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Coming to you from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the off-season edition of the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, Tony Sincata for the next hour. Let's go through some news and notes around the NFL. Some of the interesting topics we'll get into. Some of the things that are taking place. Uh, I got an email that uh, MFL 10s are actually back and running. So Really? Yeah, MFL 10s have started uh, up already. They're actually going to have some live ones this year. So at some point I want to... Um, Probably Tony. I'm probably just sign up for one, and uh, I don't think they're going live yet. And I'm quite sure a slow draft one won't start while we're on the air today. But we will go through the process as the company Fanball, which owns the NFFC, NFBC, and uh, um, yeah. League Safe, they now have control of MFL tens. MFL tens now legal in all 50 states, so you can get back in on that. MFL tens, Tony, was really one of the brilliant ideas in fantasy sports. It was so – yeah, absolutely. So maybe we'll do a couple different shows so people can play while we're doing the show and talk about the draft as it's happening. Um, what I did – this is the craziest thing is that sometimes when I play in these best ball leagues like that we do early in the, you know, the year, I forget about them, right? And so it was two years ago where I'd won $200, and I, I, I didn't even realize it. But I never took the 200 bucks. I just kept it in there so I could keep drafting, and uh, <laughs> it was good. And that's the reason why I'm going to hop in there and sign up, because I'm sure I got at least $80 in there. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to go. I didn't get a chance yeah. to use it this year, so I'm going to go use it now. Unless I'm quite sure my balance transferred of the good people over at Fanball. If not, they will be getting an email from me. All right, so, Tone, just got an alert. I just got Mike Florio, our esteemed producer, Mike the Model Florio, just uh, popped in my ear and told me that the Tennessee Titans are on the verge of releasing one Mr. DeMarco Murray. Uh, He'll be in Seattle talking to Pete Carroll by the end of the week. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, DeMarco Murray, um, a guy that we thought this would happen to, and we thought that he'll have some opportunities there. I think, though, that it's going to be a battle on the West Coast. I think that you're going to have San Francisco want to talk to him, Seattle want to talk to him, and I believe his uh, home state of Houston, Texas, will uh, talk to him as well. Mar Miller is a guy that'll be uh, looking to cut. So I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities here. And it's going to be funny to see how we're going to uh, value him because it's been a couple years since we've seen the real DeMarco Murray. So do we get all fired up? Do we overrate him if he's in a good offensive situation? I think um, I, th- I think DeMarco Murray still has one season, one good season left in him where he can go out there, give you 45 to 50 receptions, maybe run for 1,100 yards and get you seven, eight touchdowns on the ground. I think he still has one more left in him, Tony, to be honest with you. Here's, here's what I, I like about DeMarco Murray is that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So if he gets in the right situation, you're in PPR leagues, he's not a guy that has to come off the field. And he gives you a great opportunity to get those passes and get five or six passes a game. Yeah, Tony Sincata, is are you okay, Tony? No. All right. I, uh, I, I'm choked up about Tobacco Murray and having to find a new residence. And, I told him he, um, he makes plenty of money. He'll be all right. Commissions, though. Yeah, Commissions oh, are tough. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> DeMarco Murray, spray tan, if you remember that Every story. T- <laughs> remember that, Tony? Yeah, you know what? F DeMarco Murray. Yeah, he was banging a teammate's wife. Forget yeah, him. He's knocking down a teammate's... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they were... I don't think they, they, they were married. I think they were going together. One of his teammates from... No. Um, they were married. Oklahoma. From Oklahoma. From Oklahoma. Uh, they might not have been married, but she was a baby's mama. Oh, yeah, and... DeMarco Murray was uh was uh mess was I don't DeMarco Murray and her were engaging in activities and she had DeMarco Murray's uh, number saved in her phone as spray tan. <laughs> like, that's pretty crazy. Like you know, I get it. Every guy likes to have girls and likes to do these things, but from a team's per- perspective, like you would, ne- you would never like be uh you know on the side with Sussman's girlfriend, would you? 
No, of course not. I, I would never do that. I'm a team player. It's there's so many fish in the sea tone that you don't need to you don't need yeah. to um you, you don't need to engage with your with your with your friends' ladies. Even your friends' ex ladies, Tony, are out to are out to question to me. Yeah, I found out about that the hard way. I like like I found out that I, I was I went out with my uh, ex wife's best friend and that didn't work out well. No, Tony, that, that why no? Why would you do that, Tony? <laughs> Did you think that was going to work out? He was like fifteen years younger than me. Oh, well, then that. At that point, it's hard to turn right? it down, isn't it, Tony? Yeah, you gotta take a shot. You gotta take a shot every once in a while. You gotta play for upside, uh, just like we do in fantasy. Sometimes we go overboard in fantasy. When you talk about upside, you're right about that. Now, speaking of that, that same uh, concept right there, Tone, with this news of DeMarco Murray being released, now obviously Derrick Henry is going to get a chance to really shoot up draft boards. Oh, shit. He's going to be a solid second-round pick if we draft it today, like mid-second. And I think there's an opportunity for him to move uh, close to the end of the first round. Because I I think if you look at it from an offensive perspective, I think he has very similar skills, very similar offense to Lemon Fournette. I think we're looking at the same player. I think he can probably uh, catch the ball better than Fournette, Tone. Leonard Fournette at the end of the year, though, if you look – he had a couple of games with six catches or more for net, and we never saw that before. Uh, but they left him on the field, so I think that those two are combined. Who would you draft first, Fournette or, or Henry? I would draft Fournette over Henry, even though I know I'm only going to get 13 games of Fournette. See, that's interesting to me because I think everybody will. But I don't think the reasoning is going to be sound. Like I feel people will be feel safer with Leonard Fournette because he was the fourth round pick, and he's supposed to be that guy. But if you look at it skill by skill, you can say that they're both the same, and you can make the argument that Tennessee's offense is a little better. Uh, it, it should be, especially this upcoming season. So that's no, no, that's a good question. That's something that I had to look into. Would you take Henry or Devontae Freeman? I'll tip on to Freeman, and it's just because of the, I think the Atlanta Falcons offense will score more points. Hopefully I get on the touchdown end of that side of there. Um, but if I did multiple drafts, which we generally do in football, I would probably go Devonta Freeman one time, Leonard Fournette one time, and uh, and um, Henry that, and another time. And I think they're all like in the same tier. Like I think that they're all the same equal output because Devonta Freeman can certainly catch balls out of the backfield, but he doesn't have the opportunity all the time because of Tevin Coleman. Yeah, it looks like that's the role they're using Tevin Coleman in right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. So let me ask you this: Devonta, excuse me, um, uh, what's this guy's name? Derrick Henry or um, Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley or Derrick Henry? I'm going to go Saquon Barkley is going to play for the Giants or the Browns, and I would say I would go Derrick Henry. Okay, you'll go Derrick Henry over Saquon Barkley. So I think we're looking at that one-two turn right there in that area. You you, you would go Melvin. Let me me see. Just to be certain, Melvin Gordon or Derrick Henry? I go Melvin Gordon. There's too many. If they don't bring in another back and he's out there all three downs catching balls in that offense, there's no way he can't. He probably could go as early as six or seven. Yeah. I don't think Derrick Henry gets up that high. But one thing about Derrick Henry, Tony, I think I mentioned this to you before. I mentioned it to somebody. Derrick Henry always gets drafted. And his first two years in the NFL, he's been drafted more. And his rookie year, he was going in the seventh round. Did very little to did very little to nothing. Came back this year and was going in the sixth round. Was a part time player. Didn't live up to that sixth round value. Now he's going to be going in the second or the first round, and we still we still just seen flashes and glimpses of the player. He's never really lived up to where he's been drafted. Never. No, his numbers are distorted, too, and I don't know how he pulled this off, but he had a couple games this year at the end of the year uh, where in the last play he had like 70-odd runs to cover spreads <laughs> and win some fantasy games on some long 70-odd runs. So his numbers are a little distorted there, um, which uh, is going to be very interesting how many people remember that. Uh, like Jay, Leonard Fournette in his uh, 
games last year. He caught four passes, three passes, four passes, three passes, three passes over his last five um, regular season games last year. And he caught seven passes in the playoffs. So he was used more and more in the passing game as the season went along. Now, Tony, uh, I, I, I love fantasy football Twitter. Obviously, this news breaks with uh, DeMarco Murray, and everybody runs the fan. Everybody in the industry runs the fantasy Twitter. I'm reading Paul Charchi, and Derrick Henry will be a first round fantasy runner. Duh. Oh, Paul Charchi. <laughs> Paul's uh, the uh, Fantasy Sports Trade Association. Uh, he's actually part of the fan ball, which we were talking about yes, a little earlier. And uh, the lineup block there. And uh, he gets a little excited because he's in the, you know, he's in Minnesota. And um, if he doesn't talk about Derek on Twitter, he's got to worry about the ice fishing that's going on out there. Yeah, so there you go right there. Um, Tone, uh, right quick. Uh, I was actually, it took place in this uh, Tout Wars event. Uh, the mixed league online draft version of it, and um, put my team together, Tony, the best that I can. And speaking of fantasy Twitter, um, it was it was it wasn't too bad. But uh, Mr. Kyle Elfrank, Tony Kyle Elfrank of the um, formerly of Fanball, now of the Sirius XM yes. show, I believe they call it the Drive. Him and Ray Flowers. It's a lot. To know, it's very little air in that room. Um, they are the 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 the, the young man Elfrick Tony was very disturbed that I did not uh that I did not draft players with good OBPs and he was uh he was very tough on me throughout the uh, throughout the broadcast he was worried I'm worried about his he's no regard for on base percentage Tony and I'm like oh god we got to do better as an industry Tony we have to do better <laughs> well you know he kind of gets a little uh he gets a little wound up he gets a little crazy uh so he was very concerned about your lack of OBP yes he said it's, it's on base percentage it's not see I wonder if he I, I don't know if he even knows the rules that you have to draft with on base percentage because <laughs> <laughs> Kyle I remember Kyle Elfrink does he know uh, does he he doesn't know what being down with OPP means though I'm sure I, I'm, I'm op- being on other people's I, I'm not sure other people's percentage other players percentage <laughs> yeah Adam Ronis of course Fantasy uh, had the uh, the draft, and Adam Ronis was dead last in their projections there. Yeah. So I put out a tweet saying, uh, "Adam Ronis, are you going on record saying Fantasy Pros is the worst site for projections? Like trying to cause a little controversy?" And Tom Kesenick of uh, he's like, "Oh, that might be a little harsh. I don't think Adam seems that bad, but that might be a little too harsh." Yeah, and I'm like, uh, "I've been causing controversy for ten years. Please." Uh, uh, it, it'll be all right, Tom. You, you, you and Greg yeah. getting two million dollars to, to run those damn games over at Fanball. <laughs> oh man! Not anyone. We want to collect cash. All right, so there you go, right there. All right, Tom. Let's hop into it. We want to talk about this and break this man. down. What's up? Uh huh. Gonna win the uh, Tout Wars thing. Who me? Having a little trouble with uh Mr. Sincata's audio, so try to get him right back up. Do you think you're gonna do you think you're gonna win the uh Tout Wars thing? Uh probably not. But I'm gonna compete uh to my fullest ability and I'm gonna compete hard. And you see Tony, you know, you know so I broke so the, I broke the color barrier in this thing, right? So I, I wanna yes, win it yes. and then retire. Oh, that's that's it. Now, do you think the white teams will conspire to keep you down? <laughs> like, remember the Titans, <laughs> Coach Boone. <laughs> oh boy, they're gonna stack the deck against me, Tony. You told me just fourteen white owners, and they 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 did everything they can to prevent me from coming on top. I uh, know I could I could I could I could play that. You know what I'm saying? I could say Adam Ronis was. The <laughs> ringleader <laughs> oh boy <laughs> you can imagine how that'll go over oh man so last year tone around this time uh, uh, our buddy might be right our buddy rich sermonello uh we were talking, yes. about, we were talking about running backs and rich and joe they do a great job on the college football today we're talking about christian mccaffrey and dalvin cook and Sermonello kind of made the same, the uh, made made a comment that um, 
he would trust Cook a little bit more. Cook, being from Liberty City in Miami, was hungrier, and he wanted it more. And he was safer that knowing that Dalvin Cook would be more committed to playing football more so than Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey came from a background of, of wealth. His father played in the NBA, and, excuse me, the NBA. His father played in the NFL and stuff like that, and that would make it a little bit more easy, you know, that he didn't have the same fight that Dalvin Cook had in him. Now, both young men came into the NFL and had very well, – Dalvin Cook, when Dalvin Cook got hurt, Dalvin Cook was leading the NFL in rushing when he tore his ACL. Christian McCaffrey caught 80-something passes this year. So both, men, you know, both young men looked to be well on track, Tony. Once again, I believe it's with uh, the UCLA quarterback, Rosen. We've seen this argument yeah. come up. I've heard, uh, I think, uh, uh, Lombardi, Joe Lombardi has kind of mentioned it. Young lady on, 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 um, on ESPN yesterday also said it, that some NFL evaluators and executives think that the Rosen kid comes from, he comes from a well-to-do family much like Johnny Manziel, but I don't want to compare him to Johnny Manziel, and that he has interests outside of football, and the fact that he comes from money, that he may not be long for the NFL or long for football. And, Tony, I think we're having this conversation again when you come to evaluating talent about guys that come from money not really being as dedicated as guys where it could be their last chance out, and I think it's a lazy argument. I do too. I mean, because everybody's makeup is different. Whether you can be, whether you're rich, or whether there. I mean, you could make the case that Dalvin Cook um, is a guy that you're more concerned about because you know what, his off the field situations uh, make him to seem like you know what, he's more interested at times at being uh, hanging out with the boys instead of uh, playing football. So you could spin it any way you wanted. If you wanted to go back to when Philip Rivers was in the draft, maybe you could say, you know what. This is a guy that's never going to play long in the NFL because he cares more about religion than he does the NFL. How can he be a religious fanatic and still play in NFL uh, when the locker room has, you know, half the guys, uh, you know, have multiple uh, children with multiple women and all these things, right? right. You could spin it any way you want. Like, every player is different. And I think that with Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, my situation is, well, Dalvin Cook's got an NFL running back body. Christian McCaffrey doesn't. And I'd be a little more concerned about that. I agree with you 100% on that, Tony. I think that would be more of a concern to me than would be uh, where, where, the, where the players are coming from. And I think, like, you know, Tony, we just got past a couple of weeks ago, shut up and dribble. And now you have NFL evaluators worried about does the Rosen kid have too many interests in outside of the NFL? Like, these guys can just don't have to be dedicated 100% to football. It's okay to have a life and interest outside of the NFL, Tony. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that makes him a better NFL player, if you ask me, because now I think you got, um, especially at the quarterback position, you got somebody who's more versed and well-read that can lead men. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 totally, I totally get it. I mean, hell... To think about if you felt like that, right? Then Bo Jackson and Herschel Walker are two guys that probably shouldn't have been good football players because they had other interests. There you go, right there. Deion Sanders in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And they had other, he had an interest outside of football. It was Major League Baseball. We come back on the other side to keep the conversation going. I want to hit on this a little bit more, and then we'll pass it off to. Uh, did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Keeps the hot takes rolling in on this uh, Derrick Henry situation. Our guy has chimed in. You know he's going to chime in. 
the all-in kid Jake Seeley. You catch him right here on this oh, network. <laughs> on this network with us. I do the OT program with him, myself and Matt Medica. He tweets, Derrick Henry overreaction time. Yay! Wait until they add a pass catching compliment. Hashtag not an RB1. Now that right wow. there, now you see, adding a pass catching compliment, yes, I can see that. But the hashtag, not an RB1, you can't give me 12. For, for fantasy purposes, nah. there's not 12 better situations than what Derrick Henry's going to have in Tennessee this year. No, I, yeah, I, I totally. Jake, Jake likes to, uh, you know, he's like a, sometimes like a 60-year-old woman. Like he likes to throw things out there just to cause some arguments on Twitter. Like he, he, he does radio show. He likes to have a lot of uh, Twitter yeah. show, uh, Twitter situations that go back and forth. So, and then he's going to, you know, two months later, he's going to rephrase. That's not what I meant. This is how I meant it. And this is how I go there. You know, I have an interesting Josh Rosen situation, though, here. I'm interested to hear. I actually have more. I have more Twitter follows than Josh Rosen. Why don't people want to follow this guy? He's stuck at 20,000. And Josh tweeted out, it's a sad day when you move out of your college apartment for real. Uh, So Josh is emotional as well as other things um, that he's he's a very emotional guy. NFL evaluators get on this tweet immediately, you see? He's emotional. (laughs) He cannot be a leader. He's too emotional. (laughs) (laughs) He misses his college roommates. Maybe he does. Oh, that's so. great. And JJ Watt uh, working out chimed with, in on yeah. more than that. I saw pictures of him an on, and Deshaun Watson working out. Yeah, and you watch JJ Watt. This is more than an athlete. With what he did this year. Yeah, he says this is just as dumb as shut up and dribble. Comment right or wrong, athletes some of the recognizable people in this country. It's an extremely powerful platform that so many use to do great things in their community. Who wouldn't want that? And JJ Watt speaks from a guy that gets it done. Now that was in response. I'm not if I'm mistaken. That was in response to a comment that was made by uh, Joe, I believe his name is I think his first name is Joe Lombardi, uh, former. I believe Joe Lombardi was with the Cleveland Browns as an executive when Bill Belichick and that crew was there when they first when they first left Cleveland. I believe the general manager might have been Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi's done some work with the Senior Bowl. Joe Lombardi's done some work with NFL Network. Joe Lombardi is working with the Ringer now, and I believe. He said on one of the Ringer podcasts something about um, Mr. Um, Mr. Rosen having interest outside of football, but the 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 um, it was it was the the, the quote was kind of taken out of turn, and that and that was the quote that J.J. Watt was referring to. I think he has since uh, been vil- uh, oh, vindicated on that. Yeah, here is the quote that Mike Lombardi used. Mike Lombardi, thank he has you. to decide. Yeah, he has to decide whether he wants to be a humanitarian or a football player. And this caused a lot of outrage because people were like, why can't you be both? What do you think, Tony? You're right. You can be both. That's what I think, at least. I I don't see where this is a situation where where he would have to choose one or the other. I think that would be foolish for him not to do that, right, Tony? Well, Lombardi, by saying this, is basically saying if you're a football player, you know, part-time, you're a, you're a thug and you're a gangster and you can't be a, a good guy. I mean, how crazy is that? See, Tony, that's where I have the problem at right there because it's like we're putting limitations on people and we see that this does not work. And, you know, I, I, I think if you listen, I think that what I'm thinking is that it was more to what he was saying than just that quote right there. You know, obviously, we just got past the shut up and dribble and stuff like that, so you don't want to see that. But when you talk about a young player, a rookie player, a first-year player, do you think that they should be more committed to the game in their, in their first year, getting a new system, learning new teammates, learning, you know, getting to training camp, learning the playbook and stuff like that? Do you think when it comes to a first-year player that it's important that they maybe not have any outside distractions? You know what, though? We all deal with stress uh, in different ways, like – like I'll, I'll just use myself for, for a thing. Uh-oh. Like there'll be some times when you know what you have a, you have a you have a crappy day, right? Yeah. You go out and you have a drink. You have a drink or something. So what if the guy goes out and instead of having a drink, he goes to a, a nursing home and he talks to old people? That's bad. I mean, you 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 want to be the best in your job, no matter what it is and what you do. But you can only throw so much into it, and then mental fatigue sets in, and you need a release in life, no matter what you do. 
So if this guy is doing productive manners, we should be congratulating him instead of discouraging it. You know what, Tony? I, I, every year around the time of the NFL draft, we got a big crowd coming in Rock and Raleigh tonight. Obviously, the Big East tournament right across the street at Madison Square Garden. So it is going down. A lot of people are stopping by Studio 34 and snapping photographs of the fantasy executive, Tony. Oh, I mean, that's if you're going to go to the Big East tournament and not snap a, a photograph of the, the fantasy exec, I don't know what you do because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, the Big East isn't what it used to be. I think the Big East is actually played in Brooklyn. What, who's over at the – is it the Big East at Madison Square Garden? Or they in, I thought they were playing in Brooklyn. Oh, you know why I thought? Because BC, who's in the Big East while I was growing up, is now in the ACC, and they're playing at Brooklyn. Yes, the Big East tournament is in uh, Madison Square Garden. The AC tournament, the ACC tournament is at the Barclays Center. You're right, your beloved Boston yes. College, once longtime Big East of the team, is now in the Atlantic Coast Conference, so they can have a better, uh, so their football team can have a have a better deal. They put their yeah, college football team know. over their college basketball team. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's interesting because uh, BC's actually had a lot of linemen make the NFL throughout their, mm-hmm. uh, their career, a lot of uh, good offensive linemen uh, there. So, you know, the first first school that I think, you ha- I think you have to go there. Like, I think you actually have to go to school at Boston College, but I'm, I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> you're not sure, you're not sure. On how all this we don't know how it's no. going. Yeah, exactly. So, Tone, see, this time of year, I think a lot of these stories, speaking of this, right, right quick before I get into this story, Tony, uh, this gentleman just walked past. It looked like he had one, uh, maybe he had a couple, three or four beers. Him and his buddy walked past the Studio 34, and they looked at me, and I read his lips. He said, who the F is this guy? <laughs> uh, fantasy executive. You know, you know what I'm saying, Tony? The fantasy yeah, maybe he. Unless you're asking about Matt Deutsch, and then it's oh, just no, the, no, it's uh, Corey Parson. Matt Deutsch was Matt Deutsch was very <laughs> upset to know that I was still going by the fantasy executive. I probably see Matt Deutsch at the Tout Wars party, and I'm going to remind him of that time when he told me that I was no longer the fantasy executive, and I I knew my days were numbered at that point, Tom. <laughs> Thankful though that you worked for. A- Matt Deutsch instead of Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon would have owned the fantasy executive and not let you use that. Exactly. You know what? And uh, it was rumor. It was. It was I had heard. I had heard some rumors, Tony, that actually after all of that stuff had went down, that there was actually talk of uh, said person purchasing the moniker and copywriting the fantasy executive just so it could not be used. That was that was crazy. Now I, I I did hear in the fantasy sports industry. This is a true story, people, and I probably shouldn't be telling it. But I heard that the uh, one of the uh, uh, fantasy uh, elitists uh, actually bought fantasyexecutive.com. Yes, fantasyexecutive.com is owned by <laughs> a uh, a uh, one of the one of the big names in the industry owns fantasyexecutive.com, <laughs> and he told me whenever you want it, just come and get it. I'm not going to sell it to you. I just give it to you. And I was like, well, then you wouldn't have bought it if you wasn't going to sell it to me. <laughs> you know, if you was just going to give it to me. You feel what I'm saying? I might have been born uh, at night, but I wasn't born last night. But uh, little you know it to him that I, I will be fine so without amazing. that. Yeah, it's amazing. We had Christmas three months ago and then that it wasn't wrapped up in a box and given to you. Exactly. Tony, do you, do you, do you, would you say that was a racial move, Tony, to uh, buy that and then try to sell it to me, Tony? Do you, th- do you think that he was saying, hey, this little black guy, I don't know what he's doing. Let me go ahead and teach him a lesson. What do you think, Tony? Let's throw up some controversy. <laughs> uh, I but I think it's someone saying, hey, you know what? Um, I, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to uh, see what happens here. And maybe I can get it a, a business where I don't have to do nothing. And like someone might give it to you without selling it to you, but they might want a percentage of the income that comes in. And then they think they're doing okay. There you go right there. So fantasy executive always swift on his toes, though. So don't worry about that, Mr. We'll leave you <laughs> unnameless. So a lot of these uh, situations, Tony, that come out this time of year with the NFL draft, the Josh Rosen thing, the um, Lamar Jackson thing, uh, with him being moved, uh, maybe you know him. People ask him to play and uh, re- re- try out for wide receiver. What's up? Rumor out there that one team, in the NFL, has Lamar Jackson as the number two quarterback on their board. Now, I would love to know what the team is, but I got a feeling it's like Green Bay or New England. Someone that like has already has like 
a top quarterback. Uh, but there's one team in the NFL that has him as the number two quarterback on the board. Uh, I wonder who that team would be. That's interesting. Do you think that team yeah. that team that has him as the number two quarterback on the board, do you think that team may have invited him in to try out as a wide receiver? I, I doubt it. I would doubt it. I would think that no. If you have him number two but quarterback saying, on the maybe board. Maybe you're trying to throw people off because a lot of pondering takes yeah. place this time of year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great uh, – maybe. That could absolutely happen. And I think there is some of that going on uh, there. I I really would like to see where this kid ends up. And, and, and uh, I still think that he has a show into Jacksonville. And they won't pick him in the first round now, that they, but they would pick him in the second round, I think. All right. So there you go right there. So – so you got the Rosen story. You got the Lamar Jackson story. You got comparisons of Baker Mayfield to Johnny Manziel. A lot of times, Tony, I look at some of these stories that come out this time of year, and I think to myself, you know what? This is just this is just stories that are being made up and forced down our throat because this is a dead time in sports and there's nothing else to talk about. So these are stories. These stories Lazy. are not really stories. These stories are just like, oh, Josh Rosen likes to go on retreats. Let's run with this one. Does he really want to be an NFL quarterback or do he want to be a pastor? Oh, Baker Mayfield, he grabbed his crotch. Is he the next Johnny Manziel? Lamar Jackson, is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? Is he a tight end? Tune in at six. You feel what I'm saying, Tony? It's a lot of hyperbole because because nobody wants to talk about strength training baseball. It's lazy journalism to me, like really lazy journalism, which drives me insane and drives me crazy, is that when you when you look at that situation and how people go about putting together the stories, and we see it every year, we see it this time of year, and there are certain people, unfortunately now, journalism has changed, and even in our industry, what we do is is sometimes is that People are going to put something out there and hope it sticks and make it sensationalized so people stop and read it. I mean, if you put in, uh, you know, Josh Rosen, he completed uh, 823 passes, uh, two wide receivers. Nobody's going to read that. Who gives a shit? But if you write that, oh, he likes to go on retreats rather than read the playbook, everyone's reading that. There you go right there. The comparisons to Baker So the products are society. Yeah, that, that's it. It, it. A lot of times these stories, but listen, I'm glad for these stories <laughs> because they make interesting fodder. But honestly speaking, these stories are really much to do about nothing. Lamar Jackson is not going to be a damn wide receiver. He's not going to line. You're, when, week one of the NFL season, Lamar Jackson's probably going to be sitting on somebody's bench as the backup quarterback holding the clipboard. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield absolutely. is going to be. Only- go ahead. The only thing is Lamar Jackson is if he's good enough, I mean, athletically enough, maybe no one would do this his first year. He could play some special teams. I mean, Jeff Hostetler was a guy that won the Super Bowl with the Giants that used to play on special teams. Miami had a backup quarterback, Jim Jensen, that played on special teams. Uh, people got Tim Tebow that thought that he could play on special teams uh, there. And then, you you know, you take away a roster spot and maybe put a little extra cash in your pocket. There you go right there. And Baker Mayfield is going to be fine. He's not going to be the junkie that Johnny Manziel is. Speaking of Johnny Manziel, Tony, have you seen this woman that Johnny Manziel be going vacationing his girlfriend? Yeah. She is my god. Yeah, she has a her. She's like crazy. She has a great buttocks. Oh my god! You know what? I was out. I was out last night, mm-hmm. and this guy was sitting at the spa with this really beautiful girl who drove this amazing car. Yeah. And then she worked at Wal- she worked at Walmart, and I'm like, something doesn't add up here. <laughs> now, how'd you know she worked at Walmart, Tom? Um, they were they were we, it was the discussion Did after you she left. Them? Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, yeah, they're like, wait, like at first we thought they met on Tinder, but they go, no, she works at the Walmart, and and, and, the, and the guy is uh, he's the son of the man that owns the bar. That was with her, and uh, he's a little he's a little nutty, okay. and um, and and uh, he was taking her home, and I don't think I don't know what they were gonna do once they got there, uh, but she uh, she's supposed to be some sort of specialist at Walmart that she goes in and fills in at several different locations, and she was she was driving a Dodge Charger, and um, we're like, what the hell is going on here? So I don't know how much of the story is true, Good job. and this uh, this is one of those things. But Johnny Manziel's, yeah, he gets a lot of good women. Um, you know what? I think that uh, if Johnny stays clean, I hope someone gives him a shot. I don't think he could play. I didn't think he could play before. 
no. I, I I don't think he can play either. All right, Tone, wanna you get ready to go on to the next program. Get my man Danny Oka's upstairs. Got some more Big East fans coming by, waving hi to the fantasy executives. Time to sign some autographs, take some pictures. FNTSY's fantasy football frenzy. When we come back, Danny Oka's makes his debut on the frenzy. Shout out to my man Tony Sincata. We out. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> That's not a good a good no. news. Then Corey Parson, fantasy executive, just found out, Danny, that we are here for no reason. No. Yes, we are. <clears throat> no. Yeah. Well, we got the fantasy football frenzy done. <laughs> got, yeah. At least I got two fantasy football frenzies done. And now we can have a celebratory drink after this. We can't have a celebratory drink. Okay. Talking with Danny Oka's uh, uh, video producer extraordinaire and the host of Popping Off right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Just finding out that uh, somebody's going to buy us some drinks for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nando's still down in the control room. Yeah, we Nando. can't put everything on Nando. Dude. I know. Nando treats I know. us good. <clears throat> Hopefully Nando can maybe uh, scrounge up a free drink or two. So, Danny, tell me about popping off. <clears throat> what would you like to know about popping off? What, what's it about? <laughs> what do y'all talk about? Who is the co-host? What do y'all do? When well, is it air? I want is, the whole thing. We, I have two co-hosts. Make me tell like I'm somebody that you don't know and just telling about popping okay. off. <clears throat> well, I have a TV show. It's about uh, nerdy, geeky pop culture stuff. Any mm-hmm. Anything other than fantasy sports, pretty much. <laughs> Wonderful, <laughs> which is I. It's unexpected for the network, which is why I think it works because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's something special that we're doing. Um, and, and we involve sports every once in a while. We yeah. talked about the Super Bowl and the Puppy Bowl and the, yeah. the Cat Bowl even this year. But um, it's kind of about anything or anything, anything or everything we want it to be about. Basically, we'll talk about new movies that are coming out. We'll yeah. talk about new TV shows on Netflix coming out. We'll talk about like when you were talking about uh, Last, Last Chance, Chance U, U and yeah. stuff like that, Pete. Uh, one of my other co-hosts, he's the one who got me into that show. So we yeah. talked about that before too, and you know, cool. just a lot of stuff on Netflix. And then we we do talk about the little Funko. Yeah, dude, you got the ones behind us, the, the, yeah, yeah. the NFL ones. You got some NFL ones behind us. So uh, you got Ty Gurley and Odell Beckham over there, right? You got Jameis mm-hmm. Winston, Antonio Brown, some of the best players in the NFL. You feel what I'm saying? Now, how much do those things cost? Because we, I would get some from my crib. Uh, depending on where you get them and how much, uh, like how in demand they are mm-hmm. it can be anywhere from like if you if you find them on sale you can get them for like six bucks yeah that's great um the, well, yeah, how much you think an oj simpson one would go for <laughs> i don't know if they've even made one <laughs> they should make an oj simpson one from his playing days with the buffalo bills that would be awesome um i'm sure that would go for like three four hundred it'd be a couple hundred bucks for that oh, one yeah. right easily yeah, yeah. I don't think that one to be cheap, Danny. Yeah, <clears throat> that'd be like a legendary one. I don't know any sports ones that are really expensive. Su- yeah, super expensive. I know a couple of them are like in the hundreds, and yeah. it's a couple of boxers. And um, I mean, signed ones are always more expensive. Yeah, obviously uh, for the autograph and stuff like that. But the football player ones are are really pretty pretty easy to get. Yeah, easy to grab. So you're you're talking between like eight and eleven bucks. All right, cool. So that's that's, that's yeah. that that can be handled. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely, no doubt about it. How's the how's the band doing? The the band of popping off 357. <laughs> that's not the name of the band. My, Go ahead and get it. My right. band is Automatic 253. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It's doing really well, actually. I was just down in Philly last weekend. We played at the Uh-oh. Trocadero. Philadelphia. Be careful with those people down there. I I have always had a good experience playing in Philly. Okay, cool. Very, very awesome place to play, uh, musically at least. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know about sports teams. I, I don't play in any sports teams down in Philly. But musically, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, really awesome show. Uh, we're actually going into the studio in the next couple of months All and right. recording a brand new album. 
Oh, cool. That's what's up. Yeah. So we'll premiere some stuff on the FNTSY. The music is so different now, the music industry, because now I guess you put an album out there, you throw it on SoundCloud, you don't even, you can cut through the middleman, right? Yeah. You kind of just do it right yourself. Well, I use um, this thing called TuneCore. Okay. And TuneCore, you pay a, a yearly fee. Okay. And they'll host your album and they'll actually put it on all the streaming networks for nice. you. So like Instagram, iTunes, everything. Uh-huh. This little kid keep coming by the studio and invite him in here. You feel what I'm saying? Get him, get him to take a picture. Yeah, you, well, yeah, well, he probably don't know who, who I... I told you before, somebody walked past there and was like, who the F is this guy? <laughs> that, really, that really didn't do it for my ego, Danny. You feel what I'm saying? When that happened, I was like, oh boy, look at this. This little kid... You, let's get your little ass out of here. I'm getting sick of him now. He wants to be on the radio. Maybe he does know you. How weird would that be? That'd be that would be wild. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, oh, excuse me. I mean, like I signed. You, you had signed an autograph. I've signed. One, I've signed. I think in my career, I've signed two autographs. Do you sign it, Corey Parson? Or do you sign it the fantasy? I could sign it, Corey Parson. Then I put the fantasy executive. Oh, you get best of. Work. I've already. I've, I've I've been practicing. <laughs> you need I've a been good practicing. Yeah. How was your fantasy football season? It was good. I uh, I, I was in a pickums league. Where all okay. I had to do was pick winners and losers the all right. every week. How'd that go for you? I three way tie for winning. I got six hundred and something bucks. Nice. I know. I and definitely you guys all helped me. That was mm-hmm. great. Uh, and then uh, that was the weird tipping one. Remember that? You was telling me about that. Yeah. I I just didn't know. I've never won before, and he like made it super awkward. So I ended up like over tipping him. All right. Cool. Just because I was just like I don't I don't know uh, what to how do. How much did you tip him? Out of six hundred. I, I think I got 625 bucks. I think I gave him 100 bucks. No, that was way too much. I know, but it that was, was way so too much. awkward. I didn't know what to I do. I didn't give him $25 and told him to keep it pushing if I'd have gave him anything. But if you want, I don't understand, I understand you being a gentleman and giving a tip, but $100 is too much. It was money that I didn't expect to win anyway. Me, so. You need every dime you get your hand <laughs> I, on. You know what we were I for. agree with you, but it was just super weird. And it wasn't even like a group of people that I knew. Yeah. It was my drummer's work group of people like okay. so i wasn't even really supposed to be in there type of thing yeah. either and i won so i was just like all right just shut up and let me go next year all right cool I'll, uh, don't let that happen again yeah i feel like you took advantage of you oh absolutely. Now, now what uh now how about the ideas it's because you play in the a-team league right i do we gotta fix that Dan. <laughs> we gotta fix it. you got you gotta get two more friends at least two more friends preferably four more friends because one thing about the a-team league is your weekly lineup decisions are brutal because I know you're leaving a ton of points on the bench every week. Do you remember I would show you all the stuff? You'd be like, you have no idea when to pick here because yeah, they were don't. all good players. But my the greatest thing about my eight-team league is everybody just goes after the big names. So I got Diggs last season off yeah. of waivers. I got uh, Ingram off of waivers last, yeah. last season. Like I would just pick up crazy people every week. Because I would just watch waivers and, and just watch people drop other people and just pick them up and wait a week for them and stuff. Okay, cool. So, it's fun. That, it is. I agree with you, though. I, I need- do want to venture out. I, I, I ventured out with Modica. Oh, that's right. Blue and Bougie. Do- yeah, Blue and Bougie yeah, was the... Yeah, uh- not do to you. <laughs> no, that did not That did not happen at the Greenwich Street Tavern, the GST League. Right. But I, I, I got my feet wet in a, in a league with more... Experienced yeah, players and stuff players, like that. More experienced players, stuff like that. So, so yeah, maybe next season I'll, mm. I'll do a couple more leagues, cool. like a little bit more. That's what's up. You should do a league with Ashley, your host on Popping Off. We could we could do just like the BFFs. We'll do a, a show entry. It'll be three of us. That who who's the third member? Me, Ashley, and Pete. Who's Pete? Pete's uh, one of my friends who moved to LA. Okay. So we get to, he skypes in every. He skypes every, in. Yeah. All right, cool. So the three of y'all do a team. Yeah. We'll figure out a league for it, and then y'all can be like the three amigos or whatever. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. You have, do you have a favorite sports team? That's tough. I mean, growing up, I, I always watched baseball with my dad and my grandpa, yeah. and they were from northern Jersey. So they liked the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, of course. So I grew up. People in Jersey smart, they like the Yankees. Right. People in Queens stupid, they like the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew of the Mets. Like yeah. I knew, I knew. <laughs> you don't New worry York about it. He said, yeah. "I knew of the Mets." <laughs> I know it's a JV. It like, I know yeah. it's a JV team in New York. I don't know what their name is though, but I know it's a JV team in New York. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and then uh, my dad just didn't watch a lot of football. Yeah. Growing up, so like I, I got into football super late. I got into football actually through fantasy. Yeah. So now it's like I don't really. I think there's a lot of people nowadays that get into football right. through fantasy. You like you slowly get into it because yeah. you're following your players, and then you're like, you know what? I'll watch this game. Yeah, like, and I'll watch, watch this. that game. You'll watch, watch Super Bowl, whatever. Right. right. 
I mean, I always watch the Super Bowl, but everybody watches. Yeah, everybody watch Super Bowl. It, you know, I think, you know how the Super Bowl, the, the, the halftime entertainment Super Bowl, don't get paid, right? Yeah, they have. Do, do they have to pay? I thought I thought they had to pay. I just found this out, Danny. Not only do they not get paid, but say for example, Justin Timberlake. Right. If Justin Timberlake goes on tour this year or releases an album, the NFL gets proceeds. Ooh, that's that's Vince McMahon right there. <laughs> so what's your incentive to do? Just the exposure? Because it's, it's, you'll never have a platform bigger than that, that. That is your biggest platform ever. That's why. Yeah, but I feel like some of the artists that have been on the Super Bowl halftime, like Prince. Did he really need that much exposure? He didn't. He doesn't need it. Everybody knows who Prince is. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? He's going to put something out, and that many people are going to know about it. Anyway. Yeah, people are going to check for it anyway. Maybe he just. I don't, Prince is a sports fan. That was Prince yeah, was a sports fan. Maybe he was just fan. like, I'll yeah. just do it. I like, do it. Super Bowl is cool. You see, with Jay Z and Beyonce going back on tour this year. Really? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a hot ticket to get. It's going to be a hot ticket to get. I've already seen some it pop up already on in my timeline, and I think it's in Madison Square Garden in August. This is going to be at Madison Square Garden in August. Did you see any ticket prices yet? I have not looked at the prices yet. I just was like, let me just. I'm afraid to look at what, yeah. the, what that ticket price would be. What's the best show you ever been to? Concert. That's a good question. I get this asked a lot. Because um, I, I, I used to go to a lot more shows than I do now. Yeah. But uh, I think the best one I went to was Foo Fighters. Okay. Where'd you see them at? Uh, I saw them Verizon Center. Okay. Uh, on the ice, which was really cool. Like, on the ice? Like, they. Because you know that's the that's hockey, where, yeah, yeah, that's where the hockey rink is. So the ice was down, like not like there were boards on top of it and everything like that. Like, yeah, they, they put the floor back in, but the ice was right below it. Like they cold in that joint, wasn't yeah. it? It yeah. was right, yeah. But they they did an entire set, mm-hmm. which was like two hours. Okay. Then they did a ten song encore. Mm-hmm. Then they came back out and did another encore. Oh, they rocked it that night, huh? They were there for like four hours. Yeah. It was great, and because yeah. it, it was like their hometown. Okay, I didn't know they was from that area. Yeah, Dave Grohl's from D.C. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. This is news to me. What about you? What's your... I saw... I've been to a couple um, good ones, right, whatever, but the one that comes to my mouth, the uh, my mouth, my mind the most when I think about the, 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 the legendary ones, I saw, this is, this is a Friday after Thanksgiving, I don't remember exactly what year, but I saw at the Apollo Theater, I saw, this was, who was on the ticket? It was it was big was there. Big closed the show. The notorious B.I.G. closed the show. Uh little uh the Junior Mafia was there. Little Junior Mafia performed. Little C's, I mean well Little C's and Little Kim Little Kim performed, right? Mob Deep performed. And if I'm not mis- Foxy Brown performed, if I'm not mistaken, the show was so heavy packed with stars at that time. Jay Z was the opening act on that oh, ticket. He wow. opened. He came out. Jay Z came out first, and then it was Jay Z came out first. And then I think Mob Deep came out, and then I think Little Mafia performed. See, I mean, Little uh, Junior Mafia performed. Then Little Little Kim performed, and then Big came on to close the joint. Now, mind you, this was after. I know you know you're familiar with the story of Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, yeah. This is after the car accident. So he was on stage performing in a wheelchair because he had the broken leg. Oh wow! So he was on stage in a wheelchair. He performing in a, on stage in a wheelchair. He, he ripped it. I was a, that was the Friday after Thanksgiving. Not sure what year. And I remember walking home after that, high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> I was high as gas, Danny. I had a good time though. Sounds like. And a the good funny thing, I'll tell us because I, I want to save the rest of the story because we got a program to do. Tomorrow is March 9th, and I have a story about the same that same night how I kind of ran into unexpectedly the notorious B.I.G. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> so that's the best one I've been to. Um, I, I seen I saw the Bad Boy reunion tour at the at the Prudential Center last year. That was pretty good, but that's the one that sticks out uh, the most. And you know, whatever I've snuck into the concerts at the Verizon Center before. Had a homie that worked there would open up the back door. I seen Beyonce there, but I really don't never go see Beyonce because that's like forty million women there, and I'm not that guy. You that know what I mean? That is so expensive too. Oh yeah, it really is. I can't go to the as as many concerts that I'd like to go to. I can't because they're how expensive the ticket prices are, and and now they scalpers have bots that yeah. will go in and just buy all the tickets and that's then crazy. just like flip them for I'm crazy money. Yeah. I just got a text message that says, "See, what's up, bro? How are you?" I have no clue who this is. Well, obviously they know you. Yeah, they do because they call me C, so they know my name. And it's also if they call me C, this means this is a male. And they call me C and bro, so I have no clue who this is. <laughs> it's interesting. We'll be like, if you're at Rock and Riley's, can you grab me a drink? I don't think there's nobody at Rock and Riley's because they said bro. 
So this is my trick when something like this happens. I go to Facebook, right? Okay. And I just pop the number into into the Facebook search. Oh no! I hope they didn't put their number on Facebook. You'd be surprised how many people had a telephone number on Facebook. How crazy! I've never had like the desire to put my cell phone number anywhere on the internet, mm-hmm. but let alone ever put it attach it to my Facebook profile. And let me see. Uh, it did not come up. So this person is smarter than okay. that. Okay. Okay. Good. So this is the first time me and this person have text because I have no other nothing. It's a nine two nine number. So this is a New Yorker. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. I could not tell you who this is though, and I don't want to text back like who is this because then I look like you feel what I'm saying. Then I look like so this is somebody whoever this is think they're close to me. You feel what I'm saying? And is I don't it, have that number same in my phone. Is it Ventra? It's not Ventra. Oh, okay. It's not Ventra. <laughs> it's not Ventra. I know. I know Ventra because I, I get texts from Ventra's number saved in my phone. So he's never saved in your phone. So it could be. I don't know who this is, bro. Huh? You just said he's not saved in your phone. So no, Vent- no, no, no. I said Ventures number oh, is, so oh, it's not Ventures. I thought you like, said it's, yeah, this, this guy right here is not saved, saved in my, my phone. <laughs> I, was like, I have oh. no clue who this is. What, what's your move here? Uh, my move is kind of like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Gonna Obviously, ignore? they're going to text back. Did you say anything else? Like, hey, what's up? No, I just said, yo, what's good? And then oh, that's okay. it. So I'm going to wait to see if they hit me back. Uh, is then this is with another text message. This is from Nando. Yeah, no doubt. Let's do it. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. What? What did Nando say? This is for this uh, getting the homie Emery Hunt in for doing a drafts NFL draft special. Oh, Emery's okay. a bright dude. You know what I'm saying? I like Emery Hunt a lot. Oh, absolutely. Listening to him, it it makes even like I never, like I said, growing up, I didn't watch a lot of football. Mm-hmm. I especially didn't watch a lot of college football. Yeah, but but when Emery Hunt talks about. Like, you feel like you're at home, huh? Oh, yeah, and and just like it's like he's speaking another language, but at the same time, the way he's like talking about it is like it makes it interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. There are some people that like can tell you facts about stuff you don't understand, and it's just it comes out really boring. But the way he he's like so into it, and he's so interested in what he's talking about, it makes you listening to it interested in it yeah there you go right there he does a good job doing that and i think you and ashley do a good job doing that I with the popping it. off program you feel what i'm saying i think you do a great job every show you you do nine million shows here hmm? i said you do nine million shows here i feel <laughs> like you do, do a great job on all i will thank you i appreciate that so that is danny Elkers, host of popping off with the homie ashley abreu wednesday nights right here on the fntsy youtube channel it's something different something cool something fun i approve of it so you make sure you check it out Fancy Football Frenzy, we are out.